On and off the street podcast, where we talk about everything on and off the streets from automotive racing to personal growth, recent events, and debatable topics within the racing community, and stories of personal life experiences. Super, super excited to welcome everybody to episode one of the On and Off the Streets podcast. And today I am joined by the king of stance, the godfather of air suspension, the uh, the great old Freddie Flintstone of VW, Justin Lyons. What's up? What's yeah. up, dude? What's up, dude? What's up? Dude, it's a pleasure to be here. Dude, I'm so so happy to have you here for one and then two, it's awesome to uh finally reconnect with you cuz I feel like it's been forever since we've seen each other last. Yeah, a couple years now. Yeah. A couple years. And I I've known you probably since day one the of longest, being in yeah. yeah, longest now of anybody, especially being in the Oklahoma City car scene because I met you when I had my first original uh, Volkswagen, my my yeah. Golf, and then you still had the Jetta back at the time. Gosh, yeah. That's what you ended up moving here with. So super excited to have you on, especially as a first guest, dude. This is going to be an awesome, like, more personal episode, and especially a talk back and forth with a longtime friend. So um, with that being said, I kind of gave people a little context clues of what you're about on the get-go on the intro. Um, I know that you moved here from PA, Yes. Uh, back into Oklahoma, what was it, 2015? 2015, yeah. 2015, February. 2016? February, I want to say 17th, 2015. Yeah, so what I kind of want to start with is obviously before I met you. So, um, I mean, as, as open and broad that question may be, um, kind of want to talk about you growing up, the town you grew up in, and then how you got introduction in the car scene and mostly v-dubs out of everything how did you end up becoming a volkswagen owner and opening it up oh man so i'm originally from a small town in pennsylvania outside of scranton uh called swearsville and uh people back home they refer to it as the back road um it's pretty pretty small small town but where i'm from there's a little niche of of car people and um, we hung out every day, and that was kind of my, my first introduction into the car scene was right after high school. I used to street race my parents' Kia, so um, this, this is true. <laughs> Dude, I think I vaguely remember us talking about this, this before. This, this is really true. So um, when I first started street racing my, my mom's Kia, sorry, Mom, I'm going to put you out there like that. Um I used to go down to this place called Kirby Park, and that's where everybody would meet up when we would street race across this bridge. And you and, said you said Scranton. Yeah, right this outside is Scranton, of Scranton. Isn't like the office Scranton. Like the one and only. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you were street racing in Scranton. Yes, in my in my parents' Kia, and I would go to this spot like every every weekend, and uh, people never asked me what my name was. So they referred to me as Kia Kid. Very nice. And that was that was my nickname all the way up until I moved here. 
There's actually, I'm pretty sure there's people still back home that don't even know my name is Justin. Yeah. They only know me as Kia Kid. Well, dude, what's crazy is I think you had posted on the forums that you were moving here before you had actually moved here, and that's how you and I became yeah, friends on that, one of the Volkswagen forums. That's exactly, I knew I was moving here probably November of 2014, December 2014, something yeah. like that. And uh, I know that the car community is super massive, and majority of the Volkswagen community is normally pretty pretty positive and tears spit roasting people but yeah um, well back then i want to say facebook was a lot more mild than it is nowadays yeah like back then it was a lot more friendlier of a community than it is today when people know that they can get away with things and basically say what they want yeah so um i, I got out on a forum and i i remember i i got in contact with you and i actually got in contact with uh sergio over at ss uh Industries. so uh-huh. shout out to sergio Dude, that's crazy sergio is another og too that i've known since i think even before i graduated high school sergio actually was the the person that told me where the the spots were to yeah. meet up with people yeah. when i at the time it was it was a car wash dude yes. r.i.p the, the car, car wash the car wash over on northwest expressway yeah yes so um when i first moved down here um, I, I just kind of like hopped right into the car community. Uh-huh. Um, and then so to back up just a little bit. So after the Kia, when did you first get your first car and what was your first car? So the first car that I ever built was an 88 Honda Accord. Uh-huh. And I think I've, up headlights. I've heard about those too. It was, it was yeah. gold. And um, when it rained, your feet all of a sudden got super wet. And I couldn't imagine <laughs> it had anything to do with the hole in the floor. <laughs> By the gas pedal, <laughs> but um, ditching drugs out of the out of the car yeah, down the highway, sl- slinging it, you know, like <laughs> super super young. And then after after that, I I still had that car for a while, and I I bought another Honda Accord. I was actually super really into Hondas, man. Uh-huh. Um, perf- which is crazy because I feel like a lot of people, especially fresh in the car game, like Honda is like the Legos. Like, you know how people, especially in the gun scene, they start off with, like, Glock just because there's, like, thousands of tutorials. There's millions of customizable parts. It's like, super true. Yeah. And that and they're, they're cheap. They're, like, really, really, really cheap. And yeah. they're reliable. And when you're you're first entering the car scene, I mean, you don't want to walk anywhere. So you try to buy any car that's not going to... And affordable. Yeah. And yeah. most likely. I mean, when I started building cars, I think I was making $8 an hour. Yeah. Um. So it was it was <clears throat> affordable at the time. So I bought another 91 Honda Accord off a friend and I started building that. And that was like the race car. That was the first introduction into street racing for me. Uh-huh. Um I I put a basically an Evo DSM turbo setup on a 91 Honda Accord. It made a couple hundred horsepower and yeah. we were ready to go, which is a lot for for a Honda. Yeah. Dude 400 in a Honda's fucking scary well 300 wheel horsepower in 2011 in a honda was yeah pretty quick yeah. yeah 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 um especially being from a small town so we would have to travel like all over if you wanted to get into races like i had to go to like philly yeah and like two hours away if i wanted to get like a legitimate race yeah. and not race my neighbor yeah. you know so i heard the racing over in like philly and like the new york area is absolutely insane i watch a couple of guys on youtube and they'll shut down highways. This is this is true, and I I really do. I have a I have a good friend out there in uh, Philly. Shout out to Affiliated Kings. Um, those guys are are pretty cool. Jim's a good dude. Uh-huh. Um, me and him go so far back. But 
Like, yeah, they they do. They they shut down highways. They'll uh, yeah. most street racing that happens in Philly aren't not the safest of areas. Yeah, yeah. So the cops aren't going there yeah. anyway after I, seven. I've I've seen some of those videos like when they meet <clears throat> up before they go to the race spot. Like, dude, they're downtown on like a corner store, and it's not like your Seven Eleven or like your Casey's. Like, this is a mom and pop like yeah small small household owned where they probably live upstairs it's really funny because a lot of pa is like that like throughout the whole state yeah um when i i took my wife back not that long ago and i had to explain to her like everything is is owned by families where i'm from like there's like one burger king in like a 40 mile radius like it's small yeah um but it's like that everywhere in, in pennsylvania so yeah, you'll find some some videos of some pretty sketchy looking places that've been there since like maybe two years after Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's just old, man. Old. Jesus, Jesus is still walking around down yeah, there. He's still yeah. down there somewhere. Yeah. Just out there, you know. <laughs> so, so you got from the Honda. After that, did you get into Volkswagen, or when did oh. the red Jetta come into play? Because that's when I had finally met you. Was when you so, were the the owner of that red Jetta. Uh, so, um, truth be told, I, I never really liked Volkswagens. Um, mm-hmm. My cousin and I, we used to um, argue at a at a family like reunion every year, like a like a family party. And he was a diehard Volkswagen person, and I was like a diehard like you know Honda person. So we used to argue like nonstop every year. We were like best friends. Yeah. And about two weeks before his twenty first birthday, uh, a kid that bullied him in high school actually shot and killed him. So my first introduction into Volkswagens was in memory of no shit. of my yeah of my cousin uh, he had a Mark III Jetta in high school. Uh-huh. Um, it's actually who my son's named after, but that, is that was uh, that was the transition for me to you know because it, it wasn't it wasn't about the car or, or the performance it was it was like almost like I was riding you know with my cousin yeah, yeah. so th- that was the introduction I actually first bought. Uh, a Mark V GTI. It was red as well, uh-huh. and I. I think I've seen pictures of that. Too. RIP that car too. Yeah. Um. So, um, I lowered it as, as low as I can get it. Static on like the cheapest coilovers. Me and my buddy Jeff, we bought them off eBay for like two hundred bucks. Yeah. Maxed them out. Yeah. I hit a storm drain, in construction, and I ripped the subframe off my car. Totaled it yeah. right then and there. Yeah. And uh, so. My friend Dan um, had this red, you know, GLI. And I was like, man, I want that car. He started working at BMW, and he wanted a BMW now, you know? Mm-hmm. he So the first opportunity, he traded his car in. I went up to the dealership he worked at, bought it, carried about my day, and that was the, the start of of the GLI. And that was the car I met you. That was the car that yeah. you met me with, yeah. Dude, we have so many memories in that car. There's a lot so of, many memories. I I'll have to check to see what we can talk about legally and what we Dude, can't. So many <laughs> we'll get to that. We will so, get to that. So many memories. Um but yeah, there was that, that was the that was the beginning of it. So actually I, I never really got into Volkswagens in, until later on. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was like die hard like Honda to the bone. Yeah. But they were they were cheap and they were they were fun and yeah. you didn't really care when you broke you know. Dude, and back then those Mark Fours and Mark Fives were fun. Like whether it was a Jetta or a Golf or <clears throat> GLI, whatever you had. My Mark Five GTI, it uh, it was just tuned downpipe, just basic stuff. But it it made a 
a decent amount of power for the area that I was in. Yeah. It wasn't nothing to, to hang your hat on. Dude, and it looks like a total mom car, but it makes power. Like, but, nobody expects a, a four-door Volkswagen to pull away. No. the Yeah, the, the GLI was... That was... That got... That escalated so fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the car. And I feel like a majority happened after you moved here to yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. Like, I, I bought it. It was, like, stage two. Um, and then, then it went to, like, all the stages in life. And I was like, you know, this isn't fast enough because Dude, everybody that's in so Oklahoma. funny you say that. I forgot about stages and Volkswagens. Yeah. Yeah. So, everything, everything got, you know upgraded and changed and we did the bigger turbo and mm-hmm. different everything and i made a decent amount of power but it for oklahoma that was the the perfect sleeper like no yeah. one people were really upset when their you know their mustangs were getting and that's where i came into play yeah they get they would get yanked by this base model looking Dude, jetta i used to be the ultimate race master yes because i knew some of the most of the scene like i had went around and watched and so when you had moved in and we had connected and like clicked right off the bat i remember us like always going up to 39th or I rs remember, fuels or my first day here in oklahoma i remember this we me and you met up but i was in a hotel i didn't we weren't even in a house yet i was in a hotel and it was my very first day. I was here maybe 30 minutes. We met up um, at a car wash on 29th. Uh-huh. And we went to the street races on 29th. This was a Sunday. And it was behind, you know, whatever building. And I remember I pulled up. I met a friend I'm still friends with now, uh, Rudy. And I watched the race happen. And it was another Volkswagen. And the kid had a KO4 on it. And, like, as soon as he launched, I was like, ah, oh, KO4 car, you know? Yeah. And, like, he came back around because he heard me saying, he's like, how do you know? Like, nobody else here knows this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I also drive a Volkswagen. Um, and I remember that was, like, my first introduction to the, yeah. the street racing scene here. And then the, the following weekend wasn't as, as exciting. So, <laughs> so that is a memory I will never, ever forget. And I don't remember all the details. I remember... Us going to RS Fuels, and of course, I did my talking, and we got locked in with a BMW or an Audi. I remember it was a four-door sedan, Yeah, and we were up at RS Fuels, and yes. I remember getting on Lake Hefner Parkway and going southbound. Yep. And we had like eight or ten cars with us. Like, it was a group. It wasn't it was, like a small, yeah. yeah. There was a lot and, of And shit. back then, the racing scene was hot, but it wasn't hot enough to gain like task force or police attention. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I remember going southbound. I remember us lining up, and I don't even think we raced. I no. think we were getting ready to race, and something had happened where we decided to get over or keep driving, and then all of a sudden, we got lit up. Yeah. So, and I re- we were the lead car, and I will never forget this. We got off the highway, and everybody followed us yes. because we were the lead car. Yes. And I was like, these fucking idiots. <laughs> Why are we not going in a million different directions right now to try to get away? That Yeah. that So we, we locked in a race, I remember, yeah, at RS, and we were heading south, and... I looked in my like my rearview mirror and I I saw like different lights and then I saw a car like coming up on us hot like bobbing and weaving and coming up, so the dude in front of us they took off racing in those Mustangs or whatever they were in yeah, and 
I just like played it cool, kept driving, minded yeah. my own business. And then they pulled over the car next to us, remember? Uh-huh. And I was like, I oh, kept driving, yeah. you know, didn't hear anything. And then all I remember is hearing, sir, in the red car, <laughs> please pull over. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So I pull over and we got off on the expressway yeah. uh, on ramp. Well, I remember we were talking back and forth and we were contemplating just shooting for it. Yeah. Like, like we like, weren't going to get off. No. We were, we were, we were going to go ahead and fly down expressway. Because like you said, there are 10 to 12 cars, maybe even more than that. Like, we could have gotten away. That, that yeah. wouldn't have been a problem. But I didn't expect everybody to follow us. Yeah. So yeah. we got off, like you said, on Expressway. And I remember everybody following behind us. And yeah, that's when the dude came over the intercom and was like, Pull over. Pull over. Sir, in the red car. Yeah. Stop driving and yeah. pull over. And pull over now. And I was like, oh my god, Dude, I felt so bad. I remember we I sat in the car so and I'm bad. like looking at you and I'm like, dude. It's getting impounded. You're like, nah, man, not here in Oklahoma <laughs> City. They never impound cars. I'm like, bro, this has happened before. This isn't my first rodeo here. I remember that. The car is getting impounded. I was like, nah, dude, you're, you're good. Like, no, dude. You're good, bro. You're, you're, you're perfectly good. fine. <laughs> Long story short, the car got impounded. <laughs> <laughs> they left. Dude, remember they like the cop was like showing us his Porsche his on his Porsche, plane? yeah. <laughs> and then they like the tow truck guy comes and I'm like, my car's on air, and they just left it running. And I'm like, oh my Jesus, are they gonna ever shut my car off, dude? I remember um, the cop that pulled us over was in a Crown Vic. For yeah. those of you listening, just so you know how long ago this was, there yeah. is still a Crown Vic on the road. Yeah, and uh. That tow truck driver just like drove off. I'm like, all right, so not only is my car getting impounded, but it's just going to idle itself to death. Like, are they going to shut it off at the impound lot? And that turned into like the biggest debacle ever. So I had Pennsylvania tags on the car and they weren't going to release my car until I showed proof of registration and residency. And right? residency. Yeah, which you hadn't had a house yet. Which you guys I, hadn't moved in. No, no. Yeah. We, I didn't have a house. I didn't have, you know, I couldn't get to my car because it was an impound lot Yeah. to get my registration. So it sat there in car jail for like two weeks. Dude, it was longer than that. I swear it was months, dude. Oh, no, that was after the fact. Yeah. You couldn't drive in like Oklahoma City limits. Yeah, I had to sign an affidavit saying that I couldn't drive my car in Oklahoma City limits for a year. Dude, that I was, forgot all about that. that was, yeah, I was, I was here. I want to say I was here eight days. I remember after that, every time we hung out, we had to go like around Oklahoma yeah. City. Yeah, and it, it didn't help that I you, lived you in came, Oklahoma City. You, you came down to Moore a lot. <laughs> yeah, a whole lot. <laughs> and like, I remember like, remember going to like Oklahoma City, like you'd see the city limit lines and I would get out of the car and switch and you would drive. <laughs> yeah. Because I couldn't drive the car in the city Dude. limits. Dude. That was the most oh ridiculous thing ever. I remember... I told the cops, like, we went back and forth, and I told them, like, dude, just sell the car. Yeah. Like, it, it's perfectly fine. The task that you're giving me is impossible. Sell the car. It's a, it's a Jetta. Just to let you know, you guys are going to get, like, four grand for it. Dude. And they were, uh, like, come up and sign it. Did they cite, cite you for street racing? No. I got a – It was I think it was 1100 bucks. I got um, cited for attempting to engage in illegal street activity. And when I went to fight it, I didn't even get a speeding ticket. We weren't even speeding. Yet. Yeah. Um, it was just attempting to engage in illegal street activity. Um, and yeah, it was like 1100 bucks. They impounded my car. I think after everything was said and done, I paid almost 
$3,500 Dude, on I that. felt so bad, bro. Yeah. Still to this day, I feel so bad. But ha- have you know, I for those that are listening, when I did get the car back, we did actually get into some real street races, and yeah. I decided that if anything were to ever happen, we weren't stopping. Yeah. That, dude, it sucks. Which it's then, such an ultimatum, isn't it? Remember when we were like, running from the cops, and we stopped underneath the bridge, and the helicopter kept following <laughs> yes. the 350Cs, and we dipped <laughs> off... <laughs> <laughs> I know you know. Yes. <laughs> Dude, because it sucks, man. You want to, yeah. like, you want to do what's right. Yeah. And, like, take the consequence. And you think, okay, it's a ticket. Like, I have to go to court. I may have to take a class. And you're like, okay, it, it, do what I need to do. And it, it goes there. And then you stop and you take the consequence. Yeah. And it goes to your car getting impounded, you getting arrested, you not being able to drive, your license revoked. And then you're like, I'm never stopping again. Like, Dude. I might as well just take the full flight. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're committed. You're like, all right, I'm just going to risk it for the for the biscuit. Dude, and oh, my yeah, gosh. Like, my insurance was through the roof. Yeah. Um, I think for, we had talked about that too. For years, yeah. dude. Like my car insurance went from like ninety four dollars to like four hundred dollars yeah, overnight. Yeah. I was like, oof. <sighs> Welcome to having a second car payment. Yeah, dude. In car insurance. Was Wasn't awful. there a loophole? I thought we found a loophole <laughs> or something at some point about you being able to drive through city limits or something about getting that knocked off. Yeah, they said that um after making some friends, they said that they, they actually couldn't tell um what car was what because, because when it was the... impounded it had pennsylvania tags on it yeah and when i got it out i had to switch obviously to oklahoma tags yeah completely which renewed tags, the registration so, which renewed the registration yeah. so the only way the cops would actually know was to pull me over and run my vin number yeah no one does that yeah especially when you don't stop yeah so um yeah and i was like i think it was like six months into that and i was like you know what f it I'm gonna drive my car. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not letting it sit my first Dude, year. Dude, I still can't believe that happened. To this that was the day. most. Yeah, the most. Dude, it, thing. so here in the state of Oklahoma, for those that don't know, we have a. a I don't want to call it a restaurant. It's like a fast food joint, but it's a home-owned fast food joint. Like the farm and everything is here, where they kill the cows and get the milk. But it's called Brahms, and it's kind of like a Burger King or a McDonald's or like a. Uh, what the Calvers? What's the is that what they call it? It's Calvers, right? The other burger joint, but it's actual like it's pretty good. Like it's actual real, real burgers and real meat. But I remember I have this video somewhere. It might be even on Facebook. I think I have it. But I took you to go get your first Brahms burger. Yes. And in the intro of the video, you were like day eleven. Yeah, day eleven. Got my car impounded. Car is impounded. Almost got arrested. Almost got arrested. I am carless. Here's my first Here's Brahms my first burger. Brahms burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember we had to call Sierra to come get us because it was like 11 or 12 at night. And yeah. we sat there in the grass while, like you said, the tow truck was there loading up. And yeah. the cops were there waiting on us to get a ride. I, I remember that. Dude, cause like the cop was like, "Do you have a ride?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't even have a house." <laughs> yeah. like, You're like, "Dude, I don't even live here. I'm not even from here right now." Let me, let me go ahead and Uber dude, it. I yeah, I still can't believe they took your car, yeah, bro. They took the car, dude. I feel so bad. And then I remember we got it back and we went to Streetcar Takeover and we bullied some fifth gen Camaros. Dude, those were the good days. Dude, I missed the car scene back then. It sucks now, and I don't know if it's like. 
us getting old or new new kids coming out, they probably felt the same way about <clears throat> us whenever we were young and getting into it. But I'm sure dude, back then were the days, dude. Yeah, I, we uh, used to stay out till two or three in the morning, dude. At least, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's it's. I don't even go out anymore, dude. Yeah. I I could tell you the last time I even went out. I don't I don't go to meets or anything like that. Yeah, and uh, and I don't even know if it's just because the the car scene or or whatever. So it's. It's definitely changed over the years, and I don't think it's for the better, and I don't know if it's for the worse, because I think in today's world, um, people are really into the hype and the and one-upping each other, and you could do that on a on a the, medium platform. Yeah, but you could do it on a mass media platform. Like, yeah. I would be lying, and I'm sure other people would be lying if they said that they never ripped a donut Yeah. in a parking lot. Yeah. But now that there's shutdowns and stuff like that, that are mass Dude, media, you know, so produced, much. hate those. Those people, you know, get clowned on. Dude, but if you, if anyone listens to this and goes to a street takeover, you are ruining the car scene and ruining it. I could say, like in the meets that I've gone to, which haven't been often, I've I haven't seen anybody do those donuts. But those guys that are are doing it because you can show those videos worldwide at a much yeah. larger face, it's easier for them to draw attention on themselves. Yeah. And then the media gets a hold of it. And then it the media gets a hold of it. Facebook and, and then everybody gets and... upset on the internet yeah. over stuff that doesn't pertain to them. The old because lady they don't can't even... go to sleep at fucking 9 o'clock because she's hearing somebody on MacArthur and fucking yeah. 39th do donies. When we were getting the cops called on us for, you know, racing on the turnpike. Yeah. So, well, the good thing about us is we stayed on the highway. This like, is true. We, we weren't on city streets and, and like urban neighborhoods. In the air. You remember the spot out where your dad used to work? Yeah. The long straight? Yep. Dude, we used to pull up there at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And it was, so it's basically like a warehouse industrial place. And there was like probably a two or three mile road that was mostly private. Yep. And dude, we used to have hundreds of cars sitting in that parking lot. Yeah. And it was legit actual cars racing i remember going there with you like all the time yeah and we, we would that. hang out there i remember your dad like asked us where we were one night or something and he didn't know that that's where the spot was and i don't even think we knew that's where he had worked at the time or that's mm. where the location of his work was no i remember no. we showed him dude and he was like that's my that's my parking lot. Yeah, you're those in. those motherfuckers that are back yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. like, you are you are the burnout mark you, in our parking you lot. Sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty much it. And I'm like, don't tell don't tell mom. Dude, back in the day, used to be lit, especially like you were saying with the RS fuels. I remember because it was super respectable back then. Like all the guys with the actual fast built cars would park near or under the pumps. Yeah. And all the people watching or all the spectators or, you know, the people that would come with not such fast cars would still be a part of it, but they would park along the street or they would park in the parking spots or, you know, it was like a nightly, weekly underground showcase. Yeah. And that dude, was pretty much people it. didn't act fucking stupid. People didn't get upset. There wasn't like mass, you know, panic from civilians and police officers coming and showing up and kicking everybody out like there is today. Dude, I remember that uh, military truck, that long, long, like, cargo military truck would come out and, like, park across the curb. Like, people would bring some crazy-ass shit, dude. Yeah. This was just our <laughs> nightly weekend meetup, and, dude, we don't have those anymore. No. We don't. I'm honestly, I don't even, I don't even know what the, what the car community, like, the, the meetup is thing. I, I literally, I, 
I just work in the garage, Dude, man, and these, I don't so even leave. Back what you were saying about social media and stuff. These kids post up their spots on Facebook, on Snapchat, yeah. on Instagram. Absolutely. Like, dude, you guys are idiots. You guys are absolute idiots. There's yeah. a video um, I watched the other day. Someone posted on one of the 405 groups, but it was a dude in an all-stock single-cab F-150 running from a sheriff in the Bass Pro parking lot. I saw and he was going too. up and down the aisles of yeah. Bass Pro. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I remember... Man, when I first got into the, the car scene, we didn't have, like, the Facebook meetup spots or, or Dude, Snapchat. Or yeah. You literally either knew the spot yep. or you didn't. You just didn't. You didn't. Yeah. And you would just go to these spots and pray, yeah. you know, people were there. And that's that's how you networked. Or before that, we when I first got into it, we actually had, uh, like... I don't even know, kind of like this website, uh, Vortex form type. Dude, yes. Um, and we we had a we had a street race form, and we would just yeah. trash talk everybody yep. on there, and uh, <laughs> you would find your spots that way. We didn't have like now. I mean, yeah, I can get on Snapchat and find out any like pretty much where everyone is, yeah. and they're like proud of it, and then yeah. they like cry when. The cops roll post up. up. Post up the meat. Share yeah. with your friends. My favorite Tell everybody. Is, my favorite is pop-up meets right now. Dude, pop-up oh meets are like gosh. a big, big thing. And like the people that, that post them up, they, they have like, I don't know, man. Clap traps. Yeah. No. I don't know. I haven't been to any of them, so, so I couldn't tell. Back to it, and then we'll kind of change topics. But you mentioned earlier the car wash. Yeah. For those who don't know. Dude, the car wash went on for years, and this was on, like, Northwest Expressway. I don't remember the crossroad, but it was all the way out council. west. Was it council? Yeah, it was right next to dude, Walmart. that was, like, a Fast and Furious straight out of the movie. Like, dude, 8, 9 o'clock, everybody rolled in like a movie scene. Remember the first time we went up there, and I aired out on everybody, and like <laughs> they lost their mind because they'd never seen a car on air ride before? Air ride. Like, it just blew people's <laughs> minds. Dude. Like, re- you remember, yeah. yeah, we pulled up. And we just aired out and like, yeah, it, it blew it blew their minds. Dude, but that was another thing. We could, could be up there for hours, man. Yeah. And there was cars of anything and everything. And they were actual builds. And, they, and by actual builds, they weren't the nicest. It's not like they were, you know, today's 800 to 1,000 horsepower. But like even if they only made two or 300, like you said back in the day, that was that was quite a bit for that was a lot of cars. Bit, yeah. But, dude, you would see like I remember that one guy with the uh, – what's the Chrysler with the, with the hatch, the four-door? Or is it a Chevy? The Chevy Cruze? Could have been. The, the four-door. The four-door. It, was it a Sonic? It could have been a Sonic. I, it's the four-door SUV-looking thing, but it's like a crossover, and it's got the hatch on the back of it. Yep. Dude, there is a guy with one of those making like 300, 350 horsepower. Oh, my gosh. You rem- yeah. The blue one. You the, remember I that? I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. His name was Chris or something. It was a it was a black dude, but it he was, was a super Sonic. cool. But, dude, like crazy shit like that. And even though it's not like – you know, a McLaren or a Lamborghini or a Fox body with 800 horsepower. Dude, that was some cool ass shit back in the day. It that really was, was awesome. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty fucking dope, dude. But, <clears throat> um, I remember you breaking out of the racing for a while. Yeah. And you started faux dangling with, uh, some of the stance guys and some of the stance groups, which obviously in V-Dub, that's a hundred percent of what it all is, the stance. Yeah. And I remember you got into like the air scene and the suspension scene. So, I when I got down here, I got into a, a car club called Team Diverse, yeah. and they were they were definitely more of a the the stance and and show which they've been around for forever too, yeah, dude, ages. 
Yeah, forever. And uh, they they were like more show, but everybody was static. Yeah. And being from you know small town Pennsylvania, everybody would ask me like, who did the work on my car? And the answer was always, I did the work on my car. Like, yeah, I didn't make enough money back home, nor did we have custom shops. Like, everybody back home does their own work, you know. Yeah. So, when I got into diverse, they were like, "Well, you should, you know, help me bag my car." <clears throat> and it it turned into like this ongoing thing where you know, next thing you know, eighty percent of the club is on air. You had the homie pop up shop. Yeah, yeah. just. I remember coming over to your house and you always just had different cars in your damn garage, dude. Like every, all the time. I think every weekend I had something different yeah. at, at the garage at my house. You know, like, so how how was that transition going from racing and street racing and getting stupid crazy with the Jetta to going to legit wheels and VIP seats and like wine trays in the back seat with the with the carpet and the installed carpet and the lights and the trunk and air suspension setups. Cause that's two different worlds, dude. That's a dude, transition. It was, it was quite, quite the transition. And I, I think it kind of just, it fell into my lap. Like I didn't really make a decision. Like I, you know what? I'm going to wake up one day. It kind of, I kind of got labeled that from, from the start, like mm-hmm. being here freshly on, on air and no one really seeing it. Um, it kind of like, almost forced me to to stick with it. Like I wanted to be known as like the fast Volkswagen guy, you yeah, know, but yeah. it just, it, it kept falling short. Like everybody knew me cause my car was on air in the stance. Yeah. And, and stance was a huge thing. And that was too, that especially was, in Oklahoma city. Yeah. So it was, I stood out just because of, of that itself. Yeah. And then when you tie that with building your own stuff, um, it, it kind of, it kind of went hand in hand. So the transition was, was pretty easy. I'm naturally I'm a creative person, so and an artistic. Um and that's another thing. So it going from a hobby and we'll get into kind of your business of what you do and run now. But did it come from like natural instinct or did you have to learn how to make boxes and learn how to wire and run airlines and learn how the system and management worked and learn how to hook up the electrical wiring for the management systems and how how did that all come into play or kind of kick in for you? Um a lot of stuff I think came natural and, and a basic understanding of, of how things work and pneumatics work and, and electrical work and uh, building more of the custom stuff came pretty naturally. My wife asked me the other day, like, how do you think of do these designs? And I kind of just stare at something that just comes to mind and yeah. we run with it. Um, because those <clears throat> trunk setups, I remember you doing in your garage, like <laughs> would get wild. Yeah. Like you guys would go from like anything from like your basic, wood to your stain grain to your like throwing in rgb led lights when you open the trunk to like sound system boxes like it would get pretty nutty just all in a trunk setup yeah it it escalated pretty quickly and that really started with getting out and going to shows like and competing which that's another thing team diverse you guys traveled from anywhere and everywhere outside of oklahoma city limits and even out of the state and and seeing those other other builds and and what other states were doing, you know, it kind of just like, you know, it wowed me. Opens the door. Yeah, because yeah. you know, like I said, I'm I'm from a small town, and back home, like our whole goal was to get internet famous. You know, we yeah. didn't even think like shows. Like we had Carlisle, and we had like the show at LCC, like the local community college. But it wasn't yeah. like it'd be like going to like a classic car show. Like, yeah. 
on a Sunday. It wasn't anything fancy. There was a while that I was like, dude, my boy's officially a stance kid. I'm never going to see him I'm again. Never. Like, he's uh, he's team diverse now. He's gone. You know, it was really fun. I remember showing up to, and we'll, we'll talk about your son, but showing up to your son's your your son's first birthday and dude there's just a bunch of diverse motherfuckers standing around and dude they were everywhere i think i showed up at my evo yeah of course the evo is not stance at all Mm -hmm. it's all straight line ready to go fast and i'm like "Ah." yep (laughs) that was that was that was pretty much it um but the transition wasn't it wasn't too bad a lot of it came came natural um and just learning i had to learn like i mean to learn upholstery i had to learn LED lighting. I had yeah. to learn all kinds of different stuff, acrylics and different materials. And for and anyone wanting to get started in that, did you kind of learn off of YouTube or just by doing it or forums? Like what what gave you the entry to start learning and start doing and being able to accomplish that? A ridiculous amount of trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, you know, buying stuff and it failing and then sick of buying new stuff because it gets expensive yeah. really quick and you're like shit i can't fuck this up yeah again. you're like oh man yeah sweet is how much uh, are you how am i gonna tell them like we're <laughs> out of this role <laughs> yeah so like or like fittings like air fittings are just yeah. ridiculous yeah so um no it's just a lot of trial and error for me for mm-hmm. sure and then so with that going on you know, you're you're getting out of the car scene you had just got done dealing with and going through on dealing with, you know, the police stuff that we had to deal with and getting yeah. pulled over. Um, I remember you getting a job interview and started working. Um, and then all of a sudden you got the announcement of having your first kiddo. Yes. And yeah. did you shit bricks Dude, or I was scared. How old were we at the time? God, I think I was twenty four. Twenty four. So I would have been probably like 19 18 if that maybe I think 17 so. I think just turned 18. Yeah. yeah something like that so how did that news kind of come up and how Dude. how did it sink in was it like an expecting did you know the talk was coming was it a surprise no, that was it was definitely it was definitely a surprise it was not um something that i think mentally at the time i was ready for yeah because um, I mean, it's kind of a crazy I speed was, bump. Like you're traveling, you're going in the car scene, you're making a name for yourself, you're managing all these systems, and all of a sudden, you like, dude, your world has to feel like it's just like at a halt. All of a sudden, it shifted super fast. You're like, I'm gonna have to sell my car. I'm gonna. Have I to remember just I started parting it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I started parting my car out because I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't afford this. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with life. Yeah. Um. And I, at the time, I remember I didn't feel established with myself or anywhere in life. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm out of thousands of miles away from you know my home and everything I know, my friends, you know, my support yeah. group. I didn't have that. Yeah. Um. And I was I was trying to build that. I mean, I was here three months. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a dad. Yeah. I was freaking. Yeah. Freaking out. Yeah. And. Um, I'm a super family oriented person, so all I knew how to do was step up. Like I, I, and I knew because I'm out of state, my, my friends and family, you know, my, my, like my network is, is not here besides my parents. Yeah. Um, I couldn't run. Like I had nowhere to go. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I, I had no choice, but I, I stepped up and it was, you know, it was, I think. At that point in time in my life, I was on a spiraling downhill anyway. Yeah. Um. I I moved here, you know, to better my life because I I truly needed it. I was drinking too much. I was partying too much. I was making poor life decisions. Um. 
coming down here. So um, getting that news is as terrifying as it was. It was like the reality check that I needed. Yeah. It was like the, the slap in my face where, you know, it's before, yeah, before, you know, things that I, I did in life and I skated away with no consequence, there was no skating this. Yeah. You know, I had to face it. Yeah. And uh, that was the first time I think I really had to face like, you know, something that I'd done ever. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was a human life. And know? I mean, it's crazy because she, uh, we met through our mutual friend group. Yeah. And so it was wild, not only one of my friends, but two of my friends, both becoming parents and both of you like being young and, you know, kind of yeah. getting settled in. And like you said, having to stall, stop and like, we're doing this. Like it's, yeah, it's there's, time to there's, there's no, settle down, buckle in and like you're, you're going full shot. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no escape in that. And yeah. like, honestly, I think at the time, me and, me and uh, my son's mom, I don't even think we were like actually like officially together. Yeah. 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 At that time. Yeah. Um, we were for a little bit after that. It yeah. didn't work. And Try to work out. Yeah. Yeah. It, just, yeah. it didn't. Um, so how was it sitting down and like telling your mom and your dad and like letting your brother know? Dude, I remember this so clearly. <laughs> we were so Real new. quick, real quick. Your your family's Italian? Um, mixed. Your mom's like Boston or something. I know she's Dude. got a crazy ass family oriented accent. Bro. I just want everyone to know this because this is like how awesome the reaction is. This is, yeah, she's. Love you, mom. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I remember getting that news and, uh, breaking it to my parents and it pretty much went like this. Mom, dad, I want to be a dad. There's just no other way to say it. And they looked at me square in the face, stone sour. And they asked me, are we happy? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm kind of happy. I'm going to be a dad, you know? Yeah. And they're like, okay, then we're happy. That's awesome. That's good. No, that's like the worst thing ever because there was no genuine emotion. Oh, it was just straight. It was just straight. Like, Yeah. There was no like shock or surprise factor. No, they're just like, they oh, looked at me no. like square in the face, like you fucked up enough yeah. in your life. How are we approaching? Yeah. How yeah. are we approaching this? Yeah. And I'm like, um, I'm happy. And they're like, all right, then we're happy. And that was the last that they ever spoke of it. Really? Yeah, not even kidding. Yeah. So, um, for for that whole roller coaster of of pregnancy, um, it yeah, it was interesting. It was, yeah. it was definitely interesting. Yeah. And then so uh, amongst the mix, I mean, dude, now he's the best thing dude, in so everybody's good. life. My son is the most genuinely loving dude, human he's being. So awesome. And all yeah, he's. He's no different than any other seven-year-old, but he loves, I think, a little bit harder. Dude, it's crazy. It's, He's seven now, bro. Dude, seven years old. Dude, I literally feel like he's still two or three. Dude, he is. He's seven, and right now he he wants to have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and he wants like he is. He's such. He's such, driven. Yeah, dude. He's, he's got such that. A nerd. He's got that from you, dude. He's, he's such. He's such the he's nerd, so and I driven. love it. He's, yeah. He's a huge gamer. Um, and yeah, he wants to, he wants to basically be, uh, Mr. Beast. Like that's, that's what my (laughs) son wants to be right now. I asked him what he wants to do when he gets older. He said he wants to work for me and be Mr. Beast. That's awesome. That's badass. So I don't, 
I don't know what title he's, that is. It's not a cop. It's not, you yeah. know, a doctor, you yeah. know, he's, he's yeah. just out here trying to make chocolate bars and make people laugh, you know, he's like, dude, yes. so, and he can do that. Yeah. He can do that. He's, he's, he's a, got your drive, dude. He's such the giver, such a lover. Love it. So I know shortly after that, obviously you had him. I remember being at your one-year-old birthday or his one-year-old birthday and uh, being able to see him and spend time with him. Yeah. And then not too long after that, you got news of your mom. No, being... we got it actually while he while he was uh, still in the womb. Was he? Yeah. I um, I was. Remember back then. I was. I think. I think she was maybe three months pregnant. Uh huh. And we got the news that my mom had cancer. Yeah. Stage four lung cancer, man. Yeah. Dude, and, and like we talked before we started this podcast, because I wanted to make sure it was okay with you before we brought it up. Dude, I was so close with your family, um, yeah. especially back then. And like your guys' household was an extension of mine. Yeah. Like whenever things were going wrong at home for me, I was with you and yeah. I was with your family. And I remember sitting there and talking to your mom and dad for hours, dude. Like yeah. I could, it wasn't like, you know, you go into a friend's house and you say hello and what's up and it's awkward. You go on and hang out with your friend and dip out and leave. Like, dude, we would bullshit and hang out and talk with each other. Me and your dad would have genuine conversations. So when that news came out and you had told me and she told me, dude, that hit me. Yeah, it was, it was at that time, like, I just found out I was going to be a dad. Yeah. I'm in a state I have no friends. Yeah. And then my mom, you know, is basically told you have three to six months to live if you respond to treatment. Yeah. Like, my world was a wreck. Yeah. Absolute wreck. I didn't know feelings. I didn't know where I was. Um, You know, I was, I was like the little boy at heart. Like, I want to go home and, you know, go to bed and hold Block my Snuggie and, you know, pretend yeah. like this is a dream. And it wasn't. Yeah. It was my life. I'm living it, you yeah. know? So I, I didn't I didn't know what to do. Um, so all all I could do was you know step up and you know maybe uh, there was a lot of things at that at that time I probably didn't do the best. But um, I I mean I was just a ball full of emotion. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. And I mean when dude you like you said you're twenty three twenty four when you're still that young even today with me being twenty six dude I still don't know if I'm doing right sometimes. Dude, I don't even know if I'll yeah. ever grow up or if I know what dude, I want to do in you life. Never know what in the world is going on around you. So you just live in the moment. Yeah. So we we went into that that whole year. This was October twenty fifteen. Um, she got diagnosed. Basically, was told, you know, three to six months, like, you're done. You got stage four lung cancer. It's in your lymph nodes in your neck. Like, right your will. Yeah. You're dead. Yeah. Um, And we got her with a doctor, and treatment started responding really good. And, um, I mean, she's still around now, seven years later, how still was, has cancer. But, how uh, was that, uh, you know, kind of going through <clears throat> you and your family and mentally prepping your guys' self and kind of, you know, settling in and you know, it was, heading it straight on as a family. Cause <clears throat> dude, that's tough. That's, that's yeah. not just a one-on-one -on -one battle. That's a, that's no. a household battle. That is, it's definitely a household battle. And like, it was, it was, Cause she was still working at the time too. And yeah. still going to work on top of that. Yeah. She was working at Harbor Freight at the time. And then she had to, she had to give up the job. She was pissed. Yeah. Oh man. She was mad. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a struggle. Like every day, like, you know, hearing her cry because she had, you know, blisters from radiation and just yeah. hurts everywhere or, you know, her having mental breakdowns because she, you know, she, she's dying, you know, like there's, there's no nice way to say it. Yeah. You, you hear the that... C word and it's like, 
welcome to the grave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that stops your everyday life too, dude. Because you have to stop what you're doing and go to those treatments yeah. and plan to make it there <clears throat> and how long you're going to be there for dude, and makes, what news you're going to hear after that. It makes everything sad and, t- and tainted, dude. Like, yeah. I remember, like, I had hard times, like, listening to music around her because I'm like, what if this is the last song? Yeah. I, like, do I take her to a restaurant? What if this is the last play? Like, everything was like, you're ready for it to be spoiled for life, you know? Yeah. And uh, I remember um, instead of, like, running and dealing with everything else, I just, I took her to every doctor appointment. My my brother and my dad still had to work. At that time, I worked grave shift. So yeah. I, I took her to every doctor appointment, and we, we built a, a huge, huge bond, even if sometimes we butt heads. Yeah. Um, But... It, it was yeah, it was it was it was rough, man. It's still rough because I mean she's still fighting. Dude, she's kicking the fucking yeah, ass. Yeah, dude, though. she's seriously kicking dude, ass. Dude, she's so. one of the best mothers and women I've met. I told her this is true, and um, y'all can laugh at this later. I told her that she'll she'll beat cancer and she'll live to be three hundred <laughs> because only the good die young, and she's a miserable bitch. <laughs> That's so bad. And if you know my mom. And if you ever get to meet her, she is the toughest, hard-ass Dude, person. She's awesome. I her name is Sharon, and I always tell her what rhymes with Sharon is Karen. Dude, and she's so awesome. She's yeah, she's the best man. She's like that true homestead mom. Like, yeah. make sure all the friends are fed. Make sure everyone's taken care of. Like. Yeah. Dude, every time I ever met her, she was like, have you eaten? Do you need anything? Do you need are, anything? You, are you staying over tonight? Like, yeah. how have you been? What's going on in your life? Dude, yeah. you don't get that from a lot of people. Like, no, especially dude. when you're younger like that. You do, Like I said, you just say hello, goodbye, and like, that's that. Dude, yeah. that's She's like, she's the most loving and welcoming and, and scariest person on the planet. So you, you're going through that, and then finally Andrew's born. Yeah, Andrew's what, born. What is the, the process of becoming a father, and what's the guide? What's the tips? What do you have of going from this thing is pooped? What do I do? This thing's crying. What do I do? This Don't thing's... get on the internet because <laughs> everything leads to the worst thing. Ever. Like, I, I remember I never held a baby, you know? And, like, you get on the internet, and they're like, they're super fragile. Yeah. Like, don't touch it. Look at it wrong, dead. Yeah. Don't hear heartbeat, dead. It might have shit sneezed at the same time, could lead to death. Yeah. You know, you get, so you hear these horse yeah. words, and everybody and, their, and everybody and their sister has their own remedy. They're like, oh, just rub ice on their butthole. Yeah. And, you know, that will bring their temperature up, and all of a sudden they'll eat Cheerios, you yeah. know? Yeah. So <laughs> ignore all of that. Um, cause 90% of it is horse ass. So you and just like, get it, up and do it. Yeah. You just, you face it. Like, um, you just, you just get up and yeah, you do it. Cause I know obviously, you know, then you, you having a kiddo on top of that until he was old enough to kind of, you know, be able to take it out. Like you were gone a lot then too. Cause you were busy working and being a father. You, Dude, I'm you had still another soul gone to take care a lot. of. Yeah. And, uh, me and his mother, we separated. Yeah. So uh, obviously, you you have to step up, and we we have a, a great uh, agreement of who watches when. Yeah. Um, and it it works, you yeah. know. And uh, at that time, I mean, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. Yeah. So I was doing everything I could on the side, hustling to make sure he had. And you know? is that kind of where air management and you know car work and stance? Yeah, and that's that's and... kind of where where it came into play because you know I I didn't. I didn't want to lose or or jeopardize the career that I had with with my day job, which I still have. Yeah. Um, 
And I knew I, I couldn't afford my bills. Yeah. So when I moved down here... In case truth anybody be was wondering what that just was, my dog is having the zoomies and throwing bones. So <laughs> you heard that in the background. I'm sorry. <laughs> she, uh, so, like, when I first moved here, I had $300, man. Yeah. That, that's literally all I had. So I, I knew only how to hustle, you know? And with that drive... And that, that ambition, I started doing side work. And then side work started off with the car club that I was in. And then it turned into charging people, like, you know, the cheap dude next door. Yeah. And uh, even, like, the simplest of jobs. Yeah. Stupid, yeah. stupid stuff. Changing headlights, putting underglow on cars, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, people knew that I knew how to install air ride because they had seen that I had done it before. And yeah. at that time, I wasn't... The greatest, okay. but I, but I wasn't terrible. It Athena, hey, <laughs> dude, she's going crazy. I'm so sorry. She's got a husk, and that's her favorite husk, and she will literally just toss that thing around and throw it for ages. Take that, yeah. That is what we will hear for the rest of the episode. Athena, hey, take this. Go grab something else. But yeah, like you were saying, anything from like the simple air filter install to yeah, I was I was doing it, man. I was I was taking it on because um, I needed all of the all of the income that I could get. Um, so I could. And did you your know... friends and family kind of see that? Like, did they know, or was there a different kind of respect versus asking for freebies, knowing that you had a kid or that you had you know another person that you had to you know, supply for in order to take care of. I think at first, no, I didn't get a whole lot of support yeah. at all. I was, um, you know, I was basically told I'm being selfish. I need to, you know, be there for my son more. And uh, it's it's true. I mean, kids will will put out the time that you put in, Yeah. you know? Um, so <clears throat> it, it was definitely a hard, hard balance and hard transition and, and a lot of, a lot of anger and, and a lot of mixed emotions, like, yeah. you know, and, you know, thinking to myself, like, what am I even doing this for? Yeah. Is it even worth it? Yeah. Let's quit my job and find something that pays better. Um, I just, you know, I, I was a ball of emotions and not kind of scared, not knowing what to do. And all I knew was my hustle. I've, I've been a hustler my, my whole life, uh, whether it was legally or, or, you know, Doing what you have to do. Doing what I had to do yeah. to to make ends meet or, or live a life that I wanted to live, you know. Um, I've always had that that mindset, you know. I've never had I've never in my life ever had just one job. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I've always had multiple, multiple ways of income. Um, so it was nothing new for me, but in this case I had limited time because I still had to raise a son, you know. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like I'm the dad that has my son like one month, like one day of the month or yeah, every no, other weekend. Like I have my son every week. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of another thing, you know, going in and going to car shows and going to the car scene. You took him a lot of places with you. Yeah, like he was, he was with my best you friend. a lot of the time. Yeah. And I feel like that's funny. It's why he's gotten so much on the cars and gotten a love for it and a passion for it as well, especially at the age of seven is because he has always been there. Yeah. He, if I was building a car, Andrew was building a car because even at three months old, I I had to do what I had to do. So he was there with me. If he was crying and he needed his diapers changed, that I mean, I'd stop what I was doing and make sure he had, and you know, care of, and taking yeah. care of him. So there's there's a lot of times where yeah, 
he's he's been there <laughs> at the forefront, even at a super small age. I remember going to, uh, I think it was Thunder Valley with him and yeah. bringing those little earmuffs. Yeah. Um, because I had, I was at a car show. Dude, and I, I remember you getting him his first like ride along car and you working on that for him and yes. tripping it out. Yes. Oh dude. my god, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Didn't you get him like a Lamborghini or like a? It was a truck or a Jeep or a no, Lambo or something. I got him an Audi. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I think it was a TTRS. And it was not cool enough. <laughs> so the first thing that we did to it was put underglow on it and make yeah. sure that the lights worked. And I remember he would like wash his car with my like yes. actual show yes. stuff. Yes. And he used like a forty dollar bottle of detailer. The and whole bottle. And you just let on it this happen. Car. Yeah. You just let yeah, it just, happen. You know, just yeah. let it happen. Yeah. Um, he once used my floor jack to jack up his car to change the tires. Dude, and moments like that have to make it all worth it. Like I have pictures that, of everything. Dude. And, and not even just like actual photos, but just like mental photos. Oh, that, yeah. Dude, those are memories it's, will last for forever. Oh, now. my gosh. I remember I had to help somebody out once, and it was raining. And I didn't have anybody to watch my son. So we actually helped him out. I just put my son in a swimsuit. And he splashed in puddles the whole time. <laughs> but we got the job done. Yes. You know? So fast forward after that. Um, a couple of years later, you finally you start taking off a little bit more. You start gaining traction, especially with the stance scene. And you shoot up to doing home jobs to actually moving into a shop location and opening up a yeah. company lions and co that's true so what was kind of the the rampage and actually what pulled the trigger and got you in the mindset of you know getting out of your garage or getting out of your house and getting an actual location and going into starting and opening a, an official business so before I actually opened, I worked at a at a shop actually in the same location that my shop is in now, mm -hmm. and um, I was there to to take on you know the custom stuff and the suspension stuff like I had been doing forever. Yeah. Um, and I did not like how it was ran. I'd seen some things up there that I just I didn't agree with, and I, I didn't like it. So I I ended up leaving. And at the time, I had a a friend. He was in Texas now. Um, shout out Nick, you're the man. Um, I mean, I basically made a joke to him. Like I didn't want, I never wanted to open a business. I never wanted to open a shop because I never wanted to be in a position where I had to rush my work to pay a bill. Yeah. A lot of small shops, especially in the custom industry, there's not a lot of money. Like yeah. you, people think it's like there's a million dollars and you're making a bazillion dollars off of every car. And it's, it's not yeah. the case. This isn't West coast customs out here. Yeah. Um, so I never wanted to be in that position, so I made a joke with my friend um, who actually had this shop in Mustang, and he wasn't using it because he did, like, roofing and stuff like that. And I made the joke. I'm like, dude, if you pay for it, I'll start today. And he did. He paid my LLC. He uh, he paid for the, the building at first, and we, we, we negotiated some stuff and uh, and made it work. And about six months into it, we realized that we were just better friends. So we went our separate ways, mm -hmm. um, and we're still friends. I I was messaging him not that long ago. Yeah. Um, and he's killing it down in Texas doing his thing, and uh, I moved into the shop that I'm in now, and yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm I'm here. If if I can make it work, let's make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've taken off. You've done some awesome badass projects, going from, you know, slam Lexuses to Hondas to 
your Volkswagens to your recent project, which you're stoked about. I don't know how much you could talk about. That is, that's going to be cool. I know. Can, can we talk about it? Which one? Can we please talk about it? The red one? The red one. Yeah, we can talk can about it. Can we talk about it exclusively here on the podcast? talk about, yes. So you got to work on a badass new R8. Yeah, it's so a 2020. Like a 2020, yeah. Yeah, Audi R8. Super um, clean. Um, yeah, so the story with that car, um, I got to work directly with Airlift on that, mm-hmm. and that was, that was really cool. Um, so... We got to do some, essentially bag this this Audi R8. This is the second one I've done. Yeah. Um, I did a black one too. The black one was like a 18, 19? 17. 17? Okay, yeah. That's so it was, it was the previous generation to this yes. newest Audi generation, mm-hmm. yeah. So I got to do the, the air ride on it. We, we made some custom mounts with the help of uh, SS Industries for welding because I cannot weld. Yeah. Um, Fuck especially aluminum. Yeah. But luckily, we live in Oklahoma, and everyone's a welder. Dude, everyone is everyone's a welder. Everyone's a welder, but me. Everyone. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, we got to. I got to bag that for uh, airlift. But the the point of doing that car was actually to help airlift. Um, they're gonna drop some reels and videos and stuff like that. Um, in the future, so stay tuned for that. Dude, how crazy um, is that? Going from your garage to now, you've got a name with this company, Airlift, yeah. which is, if the not the number one yeah. airlift management company all <laughs> across the world. They are. And they are number one. Now they run the industry. You've got a name with them, and you're doing videos and product yeah. and images and sending actually, back for them for them to use. I've done a couple things and helped helped them out, but this particular car, we are uh, they have a builder series. Um, which is not a bolt-in direct kit. Mm-hmm. Um, you can basically essentially build your air shocks for the platform that you're using. Yeah. And most people think that you can only use it on like trucks and other stuff, but there's a lot of different configurations out there, and we were able to make it work on a supercar. Yeah. Um. So we. Which is another thing. Before we get too much into it, is getting more and more common these days. A lot of these supercar yeah. owners are realizing the perks. In the differences of having a, a static setup or a suspension setup to running airlift management, there's a lot of of controversy um, because static people are like carburetor people. You yeah, know, it's the greatest thing ever, and yeah. here we are with fuel injection. Yeah, and computers. If if you're not dragging, yeah. you're you're bagging. Yeah. yeah. So and they they have this misconception of you know the the damages of what air ride did with mini trucks in the 90s and early 2000s um, with trying to make cars hop you'd run into problems etc to you know digital performance based product and so a lot of the the newer generation and and younger kids that are getting into it you know that have a little bit of money and some cool supercars they're they're open to the idea where a lot of the older people are just the purists i guess you'd say yeah aren't really open to it yeah and what, with that, you're finding a lot more, you know, supercars being built. Well, that and adjustable suspension, even on coming out on factory vehicles now, is becoming way more of a popularity thing than it used to be. It's super, super duper cool because it's, it's very responsive and very adaptive to yeah. a lot of different situations. You know, a lot of people just, you know, think you know, the air out thing. Yeah. They don't realize that you can do height sensors and keep your car super balanced. Well, that's or, another thing. My dad used to be a hot shot and he had air ride suspension on his rear shocks just because it was easier to haul heavy loads. And then also he could lower and raise up depending yeah. on the trailer of connecting. 
So yeah. he could lower it down and go ahead and connect his load, whatever, whether it was gooseneck or a, a trailer pull, and then ride back up evenly. And then he had a way more comfortable ride on rear air suspension it, than he did on a regular static shock. Yeah, it'll help with uh, sway and, and numerous other things. I mean, I've I've worked on a lot of different air ride cars at this point. I I honestly don't even know. Let's list them. What do you got? At the shop right now? Yeah, anything, dude. What are what are your top five or top six most fun cars besides the Audi, the Audi R8 that we've talked about, the 2020? The most fun what, cars. What else? Yeah, because you've done some badass projects, dude. Yeah. You're building a, a portfolio. I, you have quite a list. Oh, man. There's so many of them. I think I've done every Mustang. You got it, dude. Pull out your hand and give me the top five. Top, top five. five cars. Right, not including the R8. Not including the R8. there's two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I did a yellow Lexus recently. It's now black. Uh-huh. That's pretty wild. Uh-huh. Um, what was it? It's a IS three fifty. That's pretty badass. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty sick. Shout yeah. out Jake for being the man. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a '66 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. That's pretty dope. I'm actually really pumped about Throwing that. It old school. Um, I did an '87 M6. Uh huh. True M car. Yeah. Low mileage. Yeah. Uh, that got sold at Exotic Motor Sports, and that was pretty pretty sick. Yeah. Um, that's another crazy thing, dude. Okay, so we're at number three on the list. We got two more, but just to put a pause on that, seeing the cars you do go from owner to owner, store to store, you know, seeing a car for sale online, and you're like, dude, I did the work on that. Dude, I just found out I did a C10, a blue one, and the original owner that I did the work for said he traded it for two trucks. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding, like. <laughs> Chip, you're the man. And that guy, I guess, that owns it now, it's like in like a magazine or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I'm trying to figure out which one it is so yeah. I can buy a copy. Yeah. Um, That was like super cool to me, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, What else? Did... Two more. Okay. I think of what I just did last year. Um, I got to do a cool Subaru, and this one hits – it was a WRX, and it's it's not – Oh, like a wow build or anything like that. But um, the owner, David, has like the worst luck in the world. And I had bagged his car originally, and his setup got stolen. What? They smashed his window what? with a brick, and they I stole laughing now. his whole setup. What? And we got to redo that. Um, they just he, ripped it out or what? Yeah, dude. And while they were ripping it out, the... The wires were exposed, touched metal, fried his entire wiring no arms in the car. I'm not even kidding, bro. The dude's got the worst luck. What? Nicest guy in the world, man. One of it. This he's turned into such a great friend. Um, I mean, he was at my wedding. He was he's a really, really amazing human being. If yeah. you ever get to meet David, he's, he's super what's cool. his last name? Huey. Does he have a Mustang? Mm-mm. Nope. No? Blue WRX. Um, uh, is he a pilot? Nope. No. Okay, wrong, David. Nope, this guy is, he's super subtle. Yeah. And uh, we got to rebag it on, on airlift stuff, and yeah. it was amazing. We we did a free trunk setup on him. Dude, I hate thieves. Dude, you hate them. Bro. Hate them. Bro, I was so mad. Um, So I would put him as four yeah. for sure. We got BMW, Lexus. Lexus, BMW, C10. C10. David. David, five. 
It could be old, too. It doesn't have to be new. I'm trying to think. There's so many. Dude, you've done a lot, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. The portfolio you've been able to put on is pretty crazy. Have I'd, you probably, done? I'd probably say that uh, the new beige Mustang that I did not that long ago, that's pretty yeah. That's pretty up there. Yeah. What was it, like a 5.0 or a GT? Yeah. Or Coyote car. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like a that's beige color thing, now. Dude, it's crazy. Not only these you know, supercars, but these domestics, too, are finding air suspension <sighs> and jumping on the air ride stance game. I've done so many, so many domestic cars. Um, and from, in Oklahoma, that's kind of inedible. Like, yeah, it, it's happening. From, from Mopars. I mean, I I bagged a Durango from, like, that's Arkansas. That's pretty, yeah, pretty cool. That's cool. Did some Jeeps. Did a Trackhawk. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Dude, I want one so bad. No, you don't. If I get a, dude, a <gasps> Stay with Charger, Mopars, man. a Hellcat, or a Trackhawk. Oh if you like gosh. electrical problems, then buy yourself a Mopar. Dude, fucking, it could light on fire while I'm in it, and I'd be happy. It, yeah. You remember Rob, Robert Waite? Yeah. And his son? Dude, I used to drive his Hellcat every weekend. Mm-hmm. And, dude, I fell in love with the Charger Hellcat platform. Really? Absolutely love them. <sighs> dude, it's just so much fun. Yeah. You hear that whine? Yeah. It's like a CTSV. Eric Mason, he used to let me drive a CTSV. Really? Dude, oh my gosh. If I ever get into cars again, if it's not an Evo, it's going to be a Hellcat or a CTSV. I've, in a I've, done, I've done some Evos. I've done a ton of, ton of Mustangs. Ton of Mustangs. Yeah. Um, done some fifth gen Camaros. A lot of Mopars, a lot of Challengers. At the shop right now, I, I have. Yeah, that's 66 DeVille. I'm doing another Challenger. Um, I don't even know. I have a Mustang up there right now. I have a Ford Focus ST that we're doing some pretty cool carbon stuff too. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that's been cool too. Other than like the air management systems, you've been able to do like and work with custom wraps and trim parts and audio systems. And, yeah. Like you guys are, if you're not able to do it in-house, like you're able to outsource it and get it done. Yeah. I've, I've made some pretty, pretty legit friends that uh that are willing to come up to the shop a lot of people don't don't even realize that for the longest time um it's been just me yeah um doing all the work responding to customers getting parts etc and it's not my full-time job yeah so uh it does which which comes to you having two phone numbers yeah which i found out i don't have your personal phone number anymore i'm actually so when i was calling you earlier today that's why i was going to voicemail i'm gonna blow your mind i actually have three phone numbers (laughs) yeah because i have a work work phone and then i have the shop phone and then i have like a personal phone that i haven't given many people my number and if you have it and you leak it i will find you well like we were talking it's funny because like once you own that shop, and it's like one or two people texting you after hours, okay, cool. But once you build like your portfolio and you have those people that are able to contact you every hour of the day, like yeah. you said, dude, people just like hit you constantly. <clears throat> right now, like I have people like if they can't call me because my phone is off, they'll message the business page. I was about to call when, your wife when that I doesn't work. Get a hold of you they'll message my personal page and then they'll hit my Snapchat up and then they'll hit my Instagram <laughs> up and then they'll hit up like my personal Instagram pigeon. And yeah. <laughs> then they're and calling like, your work. Yeah, dude. And it would be like, <laughs> this is not a joke. Yeah. I had a person that, uh, tried to order air ride on Christmas day. Nice. Didn't they're, respond. They were wanting to use those fucking gift cards. Didn't, didn't respond. And they were like, 
they were upset. Like, they were like, yeah. are you there? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. I know, I see you're on the internet. Yeah. Are you going to respond? Bro, can you look that up for me? Like, dude, I'm with my family. Yeah, it's Christmas Day. Try being with yours. So, your latest achievement, but not your last. Okay. Becoming a husband. Yes. Dude, congrats on that. that Super a- happy for you guys. I love seeing you guys all the time. When you guys, like, she posts up photos and tags you and stuff. I'm like, dude, you guys are such awesome, beautiful If you want to meet the most amazing person in the world, meet my wife. Yeah. Because she is honestly, she's the superhero. Which I've seen her a few times when you guys are together, like at the stand shows, but I've never hung out with the two of you. So maybe we need to go out all together. We should soon. fix that. Yes. I'll try to find a, a date or something. Yes. And we'll, we'll come out. So rent one, man. Yeah. Just get one off of like Instagram or, or something like Craigslist. that. Craigslist. Craigslist. Or rent one night. Yeah return the next day <laughs> yeah just this one's broken <laughs> so yeah. how did how did you guys meet and kind of what was the first date in the process and dude this is the funniest she's gonna she's gonna hate me for this and i hope she hears i it hope over. i hear it because um, i'm ready so she actually we met through mutual friends uh-huh. and her office was where my office was at the time mm-hmm. so i knew who she was but she didn't know me because the department i was in it's, it's like no no we're like secrets yeah um and so they made a post like a friend of mine was like hey man you need to meet this girl and i was like oh my god i know her and she they were like oh my god so i'm like i didn't mean like i know know her i just knew who she was yeah um and so they they set this blind date up type thing and neither one of us were having it uh so we went we met at a bowling alley and i like I look over and she's like this beautiful blonde, like stunning, <laughs> yeah. Southern Belle, yeah, amazing, you know, God loving, yeah, beautiful Dude, human being. Let me know where I can find one. I'm trying to clone her, <laughs> um, because it it blew my mind, dude. I judge I judged the book by the cover. Yeah. I like looked at her and I'm yeah. like, here I am wearing like skinny jeans, <laughs> like a black leather jacket, a shirt that's like a pentagram. It says, Dude, fuck the entire human which race. Is, which is you. Yeah, yeah, which is like me the to the southern team. rocker, fucking yeah. ready to party. Yeah, like I am. PA. I'm like. V-dub is love. Covered in tattoos. And I'm like looking at this, this girl like, looked at my friend and I looked at her and I like listened to her talk and I looked at him. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, you're bro. like, thanks for setting me up. Like, I I don't even, yeah. I don't even have a beard. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't drive a lifted truck You're at not this in moment a, in time. A flannel and a vest. Yeah. And cowboy boots. Yeah. Listening to, you know, the greatest of country music Luke at Bryan. the time and hanging out the lake and, yeah. you know, yeah. doing stupid stuff that, that's just not, not me. Yeah. So I blew it off. Didn't think anything of it. Um, you know, and so later on months go by I'm at work, work, you know, and I'm walking by. And again, our departments are no-no departments. Like, we are not supposed to even know each other. Yeah. And I hear, hey, Justin. And I was like, popped my head back, looked in her office. I was like, what's up? She's like, you know, I had a decent time at bowling, you know, not that long ago. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um. So I left her office and I turned the corner and my boss was right there and was like, Hey, Justin, we need to talk. Oh no. So he only heard bits and pieces. He thought that we went on a date. Yeah. So I get called in the office 
I have to sign a bunch of paperwork at the time because what I was doing for work was a huge interference. No shit. Yeah. So she did not know that I had to do this. Yeah. So I, I messaged her. I'm like, hey, just to let you know, like, everything is good. I talked to my line of support. Yeah. Like, we can we could talk. What did you have to sign? Basically, at the time, what I was doing um, for work was pretty much, like, investigations of, like, employees and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because she worked at the location that and I was at, employee. I couldn't investigator like because if her friends would be like if you were a cop yeah you're not arresting your mom yeah like you're just not doing it yeah so i had to sign this paperwork basically saying that i wouldn't i wouldn't do that and she did not know that that was a thing so i messaged her like like the creep right like brah yeah hey just to let you know you know we could talk and i'm thinking like like physically talk like as a human being like i'm not allowed to be around you yeah um, like everything's good. And she's like, well, I don't, you know, date guys I work with. I'm like, well, that's cool. Me either. She pulls you in the office, tells you no, she had a good time. Facebook. No, yeah. but I'm saying like, she stops you and is like, Hey, had a good time with you. And then she hits you with the, yeah, I don't date. I don't, I date. don't date people at work. Yeah. I was like me either. Like <laughs> I can't, I literally can't. Right. So we don't talk for a while. Yeah. Right. And she messages me one day and was like, hey, I'm going, or no, we were talking at work briefly. And she's like, hey, I'm going out to Cowboy Ranch um, tonight with some girlfriends. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like me and my friends were actually going out to Cowboy Ranch too. Um, were you really though? Yeah, we really oh were. Oh my gosh. And the worst part is we left like really quick. And we went to Groovy's, which is like a cougar bar. Mm -hmm. And my homie, Callan, basically got molested by his grandmother. Not literally his grandmother, but it was bad. So it was like a train wreck, and I didn't want to be there. And I look at my phone, beep. Hey, are you still here? I'm looking everywhere for you, for Mallory. Yeah. And I was like, no, I left, but I I could come back, you know? Yeah. And I'm out of How bad are you wanting Justin? Wasn't even like that. Like, we weren't even <laughs> friends at this point, you know? So, um, we, I ended up going back to Cowboy Ranch and, and meeting her, and her friend immediately ditches her. Ooh. And I'm like, hey, do you want something to drink? And she's like, no, I'm kind of, like, drunk. So, I got myself a, a drink, but I got her a water. Yeah. And she thought that was, like, the nicest thing ever. Yeah. And I remember we sat on the stage and we were watching this person dance on the floor with that toilet paper nice. <laughs> stuck to their shoe. Nice. And she looked at me square in the face. And this is why I knew she had a personality. She looked at me square in the face and was like, generally sad. She's like, that piece of toilet paper has gotten more dances than me tonight. <laughs> and I knew it was a subtle hit to dance. You were like, shit, I got to learn how to dance real <laughs> but quick. But here I am again, out of place, wearing black skinny <laughs> jeans and all black at a country club. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody. Which, for those who don't know, Oklahoma country clubs, like, dude, we're talking Daisy Dukes, high boot jeans, fucking. Yeah, like these tight, people are airy. Wranglers, fucking big old rodeo buckle. Yeah, like, stuffing my fist in my cheek yeah. as a dip, you know, just this big wad of tobacco. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wearing the, the yeehaw hat. You're not from around here, boy. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, so for Justin, for those who don't know Justin, for he'll be in like a, a van skater boy, like stance scene, car scene, tatted up. <laughs> yeah. So It's it, funny for me because I've known you for so long. Yeah. And it it's, yeah, it, it was awkward anyway, you know? So did you dance? No, we did not dance. And still to this day, the only dance I've had with her was at our wedding. <laughs> This is true. So how did you get out of that? What did you guys um, what did you guys do? Did you guys just go we, home? No, we just watched talked and I was like laughed and we talked and then yeah. uh, we were leaving and I said, Hey, let me walk you to your car. You know, you're yeah. downtown, you're not gonna leave this really pretty blonde, just walk by herself. Yeah, absolutely not. No. So she's like, Well, I live in Birdtown. Yeah. So I walked her back to her apartment. Yeah. And for whatever reason, she's like, you want to come up? Yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I paid respect. Like, she sat on the couch, and I stayed in the kitchen. We talked for, like, two hours, and I left. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Um, and we, we became really good friends. Yeah. And she was, like, fighting liking me, and I was like, you know what? Like, this is never going to work. Yeah. We are, like, two different cultures. Yeah. Like, we're not even two different people. We're two different cultures, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and yet, lo and behold, fast forward. Um, I asked her as a friend, like, hey, you want to go to New York as, like, a, as a joke? Yeah. And she responded as yes. And I took it as, like, a bet. Like, you ain't going to make me, bitch. You know? Yeah. So I bought tickets immediately. Yeah. This was, like, six months before we even went. We went to New York City. And I ended up proposing yeah. in New York City six months later. Yeah. And we, we got married the following year. Dude, that's so crazy. Yeah, so but she is crazy. she is the greatest she's That's the greatest awesome. human being. She's uh, the most supportive dude. And from what I've seen on Facebook and Instagram, like she takes Andrew as her own. Like yeah. she absolutely loves that kid. That loves, is loves 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 that kid. That is yeah. That's. They're they're two peas in a pod. Sometimes they get along, sometimes they don't. But that's yeah. kids. That's yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. But no, she she really does. She's she steps up quite a bit, and uh, yeah. It's 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 mind boggling how amazing she is. I I I don't think the shop would grow as much uh-huh. as it has yeah. without the support that that she gives me day in and day out. And I you mean, know? that's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Especially from a family perspective, and you know your mom seeing that and your dad seeing <sighs> that. And my parents love her. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty sure they like her more than me. But <laughs> I I did grow up being the, the f up in the family, and I'm sorry, mom. Yeah. For some of the stuff I did when I was a kid. <laughs> Not all of it. Dude, well, that's awesome, man. I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm glad to hear that you have that support system and you start having that structure and yeah, you've got that person to lean on. So. Yeah, she's she's the real MVP. She is amazing. Absolutely. I can't say greater things about my that's wife. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's awesome, dude. So, I mean, what what's the future plans? What do you have next? What's so, kinda... um, I am actually, I've, I've been working on this for a while, but mm-hmm. um, the future for me is I'm working on a product line mm-hmm. and uh, we're, I'm going to do the development and prototyping of that and drop that. It's, it'll be stance related. Uh-huh. Um, I'll, I'll keep people updated with that. But that's, how, how far in detail can we get into that? It's it's it going classified? to it's going to change. I don't want to leak because what I'm doing is untampered water, but it'll definitely yeah. change the game for the people in the air community doing it from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's kind of a a missed market that I I think it's needed. Yeah, especially with the direction that air ride and and cars are going yeah. in today's world. I think it it'll be a much better fulfilled thing and also you know simplify a lot of the stuff that i do day in and day out which will be it'll be really cool but that's that's the future of of what i have planned i i honestly i never thought lions and co would would take off i I didn't Uh and it's funny we mentioned my 
my phone numbers and going back to that when i first opened it was my personal cell phone number was was the business number number. yeah and it's it's amazing how anxiety can hit you when you don't realize if it's a customer of your son's school yeah so you're answering everything you (laughs) know you're like is he beat up on the playground? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's just another a hole. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Can you bag my Mustang? Hey, I don't have any money. <laughs> Is there any way that you can bag my Mustang? Yeah, sponsorship. Can you yeah, sponsor dude, my ride, I had dude. clubs hit me up for sponsorships. Yeah. Um, I have. I've had a lot of, a lot of, but I've done a lot of good stuff too, and yeah. and helped out a lot of people. Uh, with doing free things, um, and it, it's it's been a blessing there. But yeah, I definitely get some bogus stuff. I actually once this is a true story, and I don't know who you are, but I hope you're listening. <laughs> I had a person chain call me on Snapchat uh-huh. to look up parts to bag his like Integra. I think uh-huh. I don't even know if they're local. Yeah, and I. It's like two o'clock in the morning. Like I'm not answering. Yeah. And he was like pretty adamant. Like I could do some dirty things to his girlfriend if I will back his car. And I was Whoa. not having it at all. You're getting the OnlyFans. Yeah, I was yeah. getting like yes. He really wanted the sponsorship. He was not. Dude. He wasn't talking to HBO. I was getting yeah. full OnlyFans. It, yeah. That that was a no. Yeah. I. I could say to this day I haven't bagged an Integra in Oklahoma. <laughs> but if it ever comes, we're we're watching for you. But, but if it, we're looking for you yeah, and your if girlfriend. It, if it ever comes, I don't want your girlfriend. <laughs> Maybe I take his girlfriend to our double date <laughs> with Mallory. No, because then I still have to see her. <laughs> it's really funny when me and Mallory first started like dating. We were going to like car club like car shows and stuff like that she yeah. like she thinks i'm like the biggest celebrity she's like my biggest fan she really Dude, does she's so awesome she, she i want to th- meet her so bad i really do which she, like i said i've seen her here and there but we've never had like an actual conversation or back and forth she like yeah, she thinks I'm like this big celebrity, so we'll go to like car you shows. You are, dude. I am not a big Especially celebrity. Especially in the stance scene, are you kidding me? So, I'm just an average show guy. But she like really, she'll get like, she used to get super jealous of tire biters. Yeah. And then now she knows me. Like, yeah. I will be nice to anybody, yeah. but I'll turn around and give her the look like, please, Lord. Save me. Another one. <laughs> like, I just got DJ Khaled. And it's like the same girl, like... Anybody that's in the car community or any, I think, automotive community can tell the real ones yeah. from the tire buyers just by what they're and wearing. The re- Dude, absolutely. 100%. Like, a absolutely. real car girl, she's at the track or whatever wearing yeah. yoga pants and a hoodie. Or, her like, hair jeans and F. a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, like, tried to put herself together because she's, like, you know, human, but she's not. Yeah. She's not wearing, she you know. She stayed up all night trying to work on her shit. Yeah, she's sure not wearing the makeup morning. from Ulta. She's yeah. she's got, she's bottom shelf at Walmart. It's yeah. track day, you know. We know you. We, we, know, we who, know. We know who you are, you dude, know. some of them come out, dude. And, and then you'll see the tire biter bro. that walks by, and she's staring at what she thinks is the hottest car out there. It's a and GTR. You can, yeah. And you can see her. Wheels. You can see her V's from the side because, like, her shorts are so tight okay. and so short. <laughs> you, you know who I'm talking about, you know? We know you. We know, like, we know who you are. That's and, so like, awesome. they're, like, so bubbly and so yeah. dumb. Dude, it, it cracks me up because you always hear them from afar. They're like, oh, my God, is that GTR? 
Yeah. Is that a, is like the R35. It's not super, even. Like yeah, they don't even know even. what it is. They yeah. just seen it on a shirt. It, they're or like, like Fast and Furious. Yeah. Is that like, a GTR? If you can't tell the oh difference God, between I a love real those. Yeah. I want one so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're like the girls are like supers. That's not just a shoe, dude. And it comes from the fanboys too. There's dudes yeah. like that. Like you, you know, is not a, a legit car guy because they're just like, oh, is that a GTR? There's That's a lot. A GTR. Yeah, there really is, and a it's lot literally of just a R35 on stock wheels and stock dealership tires, like stock suspension and everything. And they're yeah. like, "That's a that's a Skyline. That's a that's a real one. <laughs> Those are faster than street bikes. I've seen the YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that could be anything here. Anything. Well, dude, for those that want to keep up with you, where where they where can they keep up with you? you where can, can we find follow you? Follow me on uh, Instagram. I have my Lions and Co. page on there. But it's like Lions underscore and underscore Co. Co. Yeah. Just yep. so we're specific. Yes. Yeah. And, and then, then you I have your Facebook page, which is also Lions and Co. Yeah. Um, normal spelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so in you can case find me it's, on it's Google. Lions with a Y. Yes. That too. L Y O N S. You can find me on Google. You can put yeah. me in your GPS. Leave a Yelp review. Well, dude, for, for anybody and everybody that wants to get in management, as long as it's during business hours, Justin's a super, super open, open, humble guy. Dude, if you guys yeah. need anything suspension-wise, anything fitment, anything wheels, anything aftermarket, anything sound, um, you guys can hit him up and contact him there at yeah. his Instagram or shoot him a message on Facebook. Yes, please do. And dude, it was good seeing you. Oh, I'm pleasure, glad you're man. here, dude. It I'm was pumped. fucking awesome to have you. Yeah, awesome, pumped. awesome episode. And with uh, that being said, we will wrap up episode one. Be sure to go follow Justin. Show him some love. Um, especially keep up with his projects. That Audi R8 that's yes. got a big coming up with that air, is, airlift. That will be badass. So. I cannot wait to leak the excited, videos for that. Excited to see those. And obviously when they come out, I'll share them on my of course. page as well. So that being episode one, appreciate everyone listening. And uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>